this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com. And you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Versus the World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat, and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now, on with the show! For Sunday, the 25th, March 2012, this is casually hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. I am Gunora. And I'm Grail. Welcome to our little corner of the interwebs. Moo-hoo, hoo-hoo-ha-ha, ha-ha-ha. Yay. <laughs> what? Moo-hoo-hoo-hoo-ha-ha? Moo-hoo-hoo-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. What? I'm just doing it, like, phonetically. Uh-huh. Here, let me find the real deal here. Here you go. Excellent. All right, let's and do things that we normally forget. If and you should be for live broadcast interaction is awesome. Please help us test out our new experimental video wall possible substitute thing. We are experimenting with the Google Plus Hangout feature. Um, possibly to increase capacity, have new features. It's just an interesting thing that Google Plus has offered, and we're just seeing how it stacks up against the TalkBox video wall that we've been using historically. Mm -hmm. So please come to vtwproductions.com and go to the chat menu at the top of the page and choose Hangout. Google Plus account. Um... But do give it a join and experiment with the features on it. 
And then join us on the forums at vtwproductions.com, clicking on forums at the top of the page, Mm -hmm. and give us your feedback uh, as to what your experience was, how it compared to the traditional video wall, what you think, better, worse, same. Pusar is saying it's borkified. Borkified? Yeah. What exactly is borkified? I think it's a Danish thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm logged into it just fine. Okay. Yeah, Um, me too. And there's a lot of people in there. Yeah. Uh, this is supposed to be a system where even if you can't get yourself on the video wall, there's supposed to be a way we can allow pe- more people to view than, see it, yeah. than we were able to do with the talk box wall. Huh. This is just round one beta test. Please let us uh, give us your feedback and just let us know how it compares. Heck yeah. Want to stress test it, see how it works, see what we think of it, and all that jazz. If you are joining us live again, and you should be again, yeah. come join us in Internet Relay Chat by coming to vtwproductions.com clicking on chat at the top of the page. If you want to use the old school video wall, do chat plus video. If you want just good old-fashioned IRC, click on chat. In the Internet Relay Chat, you will find our producer, nay, IRC rep, the Barry Vaughn Awesome. If you have something you wish to bring to the host's attention, please do not PM us directly. You will be summarily ignored. Send those personal messages to Barry VA, and he will bring them to our attention. Please and thank you. What are you, what are you laughing quietly to yourself there, Grail? What are you, what are you restraining yourself from <laughs> saying? I, I think my cans are a little off today. Like I don't sound very loud in my, uh, in my headset. But everyone else sounds super loud? or what? No, everybody else sounds fine. So I'm not sure if... Uh, it's just me. Hopefully, I sound fine for the listeners. I don't. It doesn't really matter to me if I can't hear myself that well. So, well, I mean, I already know how awesome I am. So, you know, it does. <laughs> I don't need reinforcement in my ear. Yes, it doesn't need to get any bigger. Here, Mo- here, modesty. Here it comes. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Welcome to the show, Grail. How you doing? Well, I saw um, Pusar posted something on Twitter asking like. Once you become very good at something you do, how how does that make you feel? Do you get like nervous then because you have expectations to live up to? Do you get delusions of grandeur? Do you are you know is there just pressure? And of course, my response was, "It's pure grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> There's no delusions. There's no just delusions. delusions. It's just simple grandeur. I am just awesome. Mm. Okay. Be afraid. <laughs> Be I have to live with afraid. him. You married him. I have no just pity saying. for you. <laughs> I just work here. So anyway, here we are in the tangents section of our show, which actually has an intro now. Yay! Tangents are kind of a big deal. Mm. It is dead sexy. Major shout out to Ursa Heel for all the fantastic bumpers he has made for us. And actually, all the great audio work he's been doing for the station in general. Um, keep it coming, and thank you mightily, Ursi. Gwen? <laughs> you yes. sound like you're snoring. <laughs> Are we keeping you awake? Didn't even realize I was doing it. Like I said, everything else in the can's coming through loud, loud and clear. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even realize I was doing it. Gwenora's nose, uh, chat. 
Yes. <laughs> but I digress. That's awesome. Uh, that is awesome. So, you yeah. indicated mm-hmm. that you have had the opportunity to oh, go yeah. out and see the Hunger Games. Yes, What actually, is your reaction to it? One of our friends had tickets to a special preview at 7 o'clock before it uh, released, the day, awesome. the day of release. And... It was awesome. Yeah, we got to see all the suckers hanging out for the midnight shows. Uh-huh. Where, like, they were there at six yeah, for the midnight show. Massive. They already had about four of the ten theaters it was on for midnight were sold out at six o'clock. Suckers. Yeah. So we had to watch some advertising for like some real estate group, but whatever. It yeah, was worth whatever. It. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They gave out free candy and popcorn, yeah. so it was all good. This is not not a big deal. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty close See, to the book. See, you said free candy, and I had the picture of the, the panel van with free candy written on the <laughs> no. Yeah, this seems legit. <laughs> no. Did they touch you in the Nanu Nanu zone? <laughs> no Nanu Nanu touching. There's a line from Archer where one of the characters says to another one, he goes, that ra- van is like rolling probable cause. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, but it was it stuck really close to everything like it was close to the book it was close to it was really good the actors were amazing the the way they portrayed the cities and the districts were really great yeah it was you know it was a little uh, it was almost you know you you have that you're just visioning your mind to kind of put it in front of you like okay here's the actual age of these kids now getting thrown in Mm -hmm. and getting shot with arrows uh, so it was kind of a stark reality, you know, in front of your face. Whereas in my head, I found I probably aged all the characters a little more right. than mm-hmm. than they actually were. Yeah, but it was good. I mean, the scene, the things they cut from it were overall. I could understand why points to the story or things that you know really were just there to once again reinforce how bad the situation was and you know i think visually you could see it already so you didn't need that extra reinforcement from some of the storylines uh that they covered and they added a few scenes which i thought worked really well to kind of show you of the president and the the game master for for this uh for the first for the first so yeah so they made seneca kind of a bigger character yeah Okay. He has a little much bigger role, and then President Snow. You get behind. You get why the ending happens for the first book. So gotcha. I don't want to ruin it for people, especially if anybody read it and you're just going to go. And why the game master makes the choices he does at the end, they kind of set up through the movie, which is much better because in the book it just kind of happens, and then the second book you find out kind of why. Right. So yeah. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, a lot. it was really great. Katniss did a great job. Uh, Peta did a great. They all, all the characters were really great. I can't, can't say enough about it. I'm gonna see it again. Actually. So you you give it a thumbs up. I yes. give it a big and, thumbs up. And recommend that people go see it. Absolutely. Even if they have read the book. Yes. You will not be disappointed. Even if you've read the book, you will not be I disappointed. Don't think so. The girl that plays Katniss, she uh. She also played in like Winter's Bone, and yeah. she played in the X Men. She was Mystique. She was Mystique in the the latest X Men movie, the what, first class. Right. Um, she's really good. Like I watched her in Winter's Bone. I think she got nominated for that one. That was impressive. And it's almost the same ish type of character where it's somebody trying to protect her family. And you know, in this book, she's doing the same thing. But right. She really delivers the role well. Excellent. Which actually segues nicely into the call in topic of the day. <sighs> 
the mixed bag that Hollywood has delivered to us over the years of adapting beloved properties from literature to movie. So recent examples we have Hunger Games, mm-hmm. sure. John Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the interesting thing that I would say about John Carter, apparently and I'm still definitely going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Because apparently the movie is really good. Yeah. The marketing campaign for it really bad. Not so much. was a complete abortion. Yeah. And it's like, Disney, were you trying to kill your own movie? Because none of the promotional materials I ever saw for it really lit a fire no. in me to want to go see it. Though all reports are that the movie is actually really damn good and a fun ride. But you would never know that from any of the promotions that they did. And apparently they spent a ridiculous amount of money promoting the movie badly. But we have things on the horizon like the re-adaptation of uh, We'll Remember It For You Wholesale, which is oh, yeah. which what is became the original recall. Total Recall. Total now recall, they're doing yeah. another Total right. Recall. Which, God, why? And this one doesn't involve Mars. <laughs> what? The new Total Recall does not involve Mars. That's interesting. It's a bold reimagining. Get your ass to Venus. Get your, get your ass to Venus. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have the same... Uh... No, no. Doesn't roll off the... Doesn't roll off the... No. <laughs> the Highlander series is being rebooted. Well... But that one is not... That's not an adaptation of literature. No. No. But that's, a re, that's a reboot of a movie, but... Things like comic book adaptations, which, which for the last decade have been all the rage. Oh, yeah. But books. I mean, you have kind of the pinnacle of how you should do it. Sure. Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Who took on a massive challenge of an incredibly beloved franchise. And by all reports, except for the most ardent of fanboys who said, if there's no Tom Bombadil, there is no Lord of the Rings. Like, get over it. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the example we can let it all hold up as yes. here's how you can do it right. You dedicate resources sure. to it. You create the basically the fan version of the movie, which is the three hour, three three and a half hours per installment version of the movie. You film it that way, and then you cut it down for the theater. Mm-hmm. You shoot copious amounts of behind the scenes stuff, so the special edition DVDs are freaking special. Yeah, um, overflowing. Yeah, yeah, completely awesome. Um, and then. I mean, what can you think of of, of a completely horrific adaptation of a beloved? I mean, the Narnia ones were kind of meh. Yeah, I mean, for uh, I mean, a lot of the the most horrific ones come from comic books. More some so. of the early ones, yeah, before Marvel got their feet under them and understood how to adapt, so do the, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the Roger Corman version of Fantastic Four, which has never right. seen the light of day. Uh, there's Captain America that's never been released in the U.S. The Dolph Lundgren Punisher, Punisher series. The Thomas yeah. Jane Punisher wasn't yeah. much of a step up, and they're re redoing that. that one now. Yeah. Um, uh, the first Ang Lee Hulk. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of comic um, in terms of God books that got translated that well, just fell very short. Um, oh, that fell short. Yeah, that fell short. Um, I'm not sure, or, or could have been so much more. 
Yeah. Then this is what I want. Well, I would say, well, I mean, this is a TV movie, but the translation of It, Stephen King's mm-hmm. It, to oh. the TV series was, ugh, I, horrific. <laughs> I blame Tim Curry for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they just, they, the whole ending was wrong. <laughs> yeah, just like the book, except for the you know ending. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know. The two attempts that sci-fi has made at Riverworld. Oh, yeah. Um, so, the call-in topic, I want you to call in and describe either your favorite or your or your most horrific experience going to see a movie adaptation <laughs> of a beloved um, property. Uh, we're, and we're going to get, I put one of my, especially for our researched chaos uh, section, so we'll get to a couple segments, but somebody, uh, Xanath in... Uh, IRC post of Transformers, which hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have more news from our friend Michael Bay on how he's going to continue to ruin our childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never been optically raped so much by someone as Michael freaking Bay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Oh, my God. If you've been paying attention to the world, you know exactly what the hell we're talking that about. Son of a... Uh, it's just one little change. Yeah, just a minor change. That's cool. You know. And of course, we all just need to chill. Yeah. Die in a fire, Michael. <laughs> Next thing you know, Voltron will be a Teletubby or something. <laughs> <laughs> and Teletubbies will go will fall apart into four different yeah, exactly. Different <laughs> <laughs> and I'll form the head. Mm. We're a blazing dildo. Oh. oh! <laughs> Seriously? Purple sex toy. Yeah. Yeah. Playing the Saints Row the Third again here? What? Exactly. <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. Yikes. So, what? That's a good Tallinn topic. I think there's a lot of beat there. I mean, one of the series oh, yeah. we didn't talk about, Harry Potter, which yeah. I think had it was high a, points and low there was points. High, yeah, there's definitely some movie. Well, I mean, for me, it's the fourth movie, uh, Goblet of Fire, was mm-hmm. the one that fell shortest, but it was also a gigantic book, yeah. so I kind of understand mm-hmm. it, but I thought they did a better job with the next one order of the phoenix which was equally long but i think they hit hit it at a more right they hit all hit all the they hit the, the high points, points. Right. so it was you know it was un- but overall i think you'd look at that series and say they really captured the books yeah i mean they had to split the last one into two parts to really capture that book but they to really capture all that money that book oh yeah that too which I mean, I can't. I mean, they gave us stuff that I enjoyed, though. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it was okay by me. Well, and let's not forget the Twilight series, guys. Those were books first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did, I, they, did they capture the books? I'm just saying they were they were book. No, okay, no, so I'd there say you no. Go. <laughs> well, the last one more so than the first one, but um, yeah. So you know, see, and what I saw on uh, I think Io9 or or one of those Gawker sites recently was. Here's the early trailer for The Host, which is um, her other series, that author's other series. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, it looks like this woman can write a book that doesn't suck. Oh, really? Apparently the trailer for The Host is rather good. The books don't really suck. Mm-hmm. Want to bet? Vampires do not Well, the, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. her. That, but that's her own twist on things. The books themselves are written very well. They do... Um, extract emotions from you, I guess. The, you know, like books are supposed to. They do give you a picture of what she's 
talking about in your head like books are supposed to. You just might not always agree on her point of view of things. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's her world. But her books aren't bad. The movies was, were just, especially the first two movies, were just bad because, um, what's her name? Oh, uh, Bello. Kristen. Kristen. Whatever. Whatever. first two movies and i don't know if that's just because she was told to act like a wooden actress but it was like um it was like every, Padme. every public appearance i've seen of her she's as terrible yeah <laughs> she has I, no person i mean she, she just doesn't have personality yeah. yeah she doesn't have a lot of personality and fortunately that comes off in the movies but the books were not as horrid as the movies Zenith makes a good observation in the black void all video game adaptations uh, Resident Evil may be the only. The first exception. Resident Evil was was decent. It was um, it was watchable. I mean, I liked it. I don't know if you would consider it an adaptation of the first story, though. It was definitely it went on its own route, right? Mm-hmm. So something that actually canonly follows the story. Oh, I'd have to give that some thought. I'm not. There aren't really I mean, not not of live. Silent Hill not, was totally off yeah. the deep end. Not of live action. Yeah. There's been some good anime adaptations. I thought oh, yeah. that were pretty good. But uh, for live action movies... Uwe Boll has destroyed that whole category single-handedly. Yeah. Mm. yeah there's a, I, I'd have to give that a lot of thought. Yeah. Because, <laughs> man, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. No, not Ideas really. off the top of the head are like dandruff. Small and flaky. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I guess so. So... Uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback on this in the Black Void. So for the fourth half of the show, have these have your copy of Skype ready and call in with your ideas on... Fangs with a Z does... Mortal Kombat, the first one, was pretty good. That was a lot was of fun. fun. I was surprised how yeah. much fun I had I, I, with that. And I, I never really even played Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I put. I mean, considering they took a one-on-one fighting game and made an entire movie and story But it wasn't a one-on-one fighting game that actually had a still little... It had some storyline story in it. Expand, I thought it massively... Yeah. yeah. I, I would put that up there as a good one. Sehr gut. Great soundtrack on it, too. Well, that was part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! Yeah. <laughs> yeah Test that's... your might. Test your might. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Alrighty. This handily... <laughs> what? Double Dragon. Street Fighter. No. No. <laughs> no, not so no. much. Those were terrible. <laughs> Especially God, the Chung Lee story. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, man. I caught that on it. HBO. Wait, is that the one we were watching? The- <laughs> it was just, it had the girl that was in Smallville that played Lana, who I hate already. Oh, yeah, that's right. It did have she her. She was I in it. That. And then, like, the guy from American Pie that was a terrible actor as well was the cop, and he continued to Stifler? be. Stifler? No, not Stifler. No. Uh, it was, like, one of the, the other guys. Okay. Um,. Yeah, it was, wow, that was a bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty then. Uh, So, mull that over and have your copies of Skype ready for the fourth half of the show. But for now, we're going to cut to our first break. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at www.jitbit.com or follow the link from the front page of Versus the World Productions on the interwebs. We have some Pollen Storm queued up for you guys. Enjoy the nun fight. We'll be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. 
Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Ladies and gentlemen, we present our title bout for the evening. In this corner, weighing in at 114 pounds, by way of the sisters of Our Lady of the Immaculate Right Cross, with a record of 23 and 1, with 15 knockouts, 3 TKOs, 2 decisions, 3 conversions, and 1 exorcism. The High Priestess of Penance, the Pounding Penguin, the Assassin of the Passion, the Stinging Nun, and the Roman Catholic Wrecking Ball. From Dublin, Ireland, Sister Mary Catherine, the Habit Breaker in Violata. And in this corner, weighing in at an even 82 pounds, by way of the Order of St. Adelaide of Perpetual Confrontation. With a record of 66 and 6, with one disqualification for using a ruler. The Vatican Vixen, the Pontus Pitbull, the original sinner, the homicidal bride of Christ, the assaulter from the altar, the undertaker, and the mother superior of kicking posterior. From Mexico City, Sister Maria Teresa Garcia Graciela Aguilera Delgado Francisco Diego Arroyo Inigo Montoya Zapata Paquito El Guapo Abuelita De La Boom Boom Mendoza In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti now let's get ready to rumble. Finally, there's a place on the internet where geeks and sports fanatics can come together and in fact, be the same person. Listen to One Dumb Jock. With worldwide sports news and opinions hitting all your favorite playing fields. Football, baseball, rugby, basketball, hockey, real football, and even college news. Check out One Dumb Jock only on Versus the World Productions, vtwproductions.com.
This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Gaming stuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fighting in the... I'm not fighting, but I'm talking smack. You're talking, speechifying, participating. I'm defending books. Uh (laughs) You have chosen poorly. They're not that bad. I've read worse. Nice. I've seen better, but I've read worse. Yes, that I will give you. So, Gonora is learning the ins and outs... Of boot camp. Yes. In pursuit of... <laughs> Sotor. <laughs> and eventually MechWarrior Online. He will soon It's more be about MechWarrior Online than it is about Swotor. Swotor will hold you over yes. until MechWarrior Online Although I, I read something last night that Guild Wars 2 is coming out this summer. Yes. And there's I was no, there's no take, date yet, but... I was going to take a very close look at that. They think it is. I mean, it's in such I'm, a... I'm expecting all of these things to come out. Is it in beta? Oh, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. They've been okay. every once in then a while. Then I have more hope that it'll come out this summer, because MWO, I'm expecting Christmas. Yeah. Before the, I'm expecting sometime before the end of the year. Let's just leave it at that, because they're not even in beta right now. Yeah. Now, Guild Wars is in beta, and I actually got an invite to one of their weekends, and it went into my spam filter. No! Oh! So I missed it. Like, I that hurts. There, I'm like, son of a... Oh, so, that hurts. Oh, see, that, that deserves a drop in here. Stand by. Here we go. Ah! And <laughs> oh, you gotta feel sorry for that guy. Yeah, that's that's good right there. Yeah, that's kind of sucks. Well, until then, Gwen, welcome to the dark side. Thank you. <laughs> you be sithified. So yeah, I was looking at because I was like, there shouldn't be any reason that I can't run this on this Mac because I found the fact that it's not written for OS X. Right, right. Speaking of Sotor, so I went on their website, and got on their hardware section, and went, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Got that. I should be able to run this through boot camp. Because mm-hmm. running it through a virtual machine is not going to happen. Because the virtual machine takes up too much memory in and of itself. Yeah, and you don't... I mean, yours is not an ultra-modern... No, it's not. Mine's three years old. Yeah. So. so, but it'd be actually be interesting hearing from the community, anyone out there who has experience with running games under boot camp, uh, how was it? So yeah. So we're out there in the black void. Because I, I made the flash... They say you have to make a you know a boot disk, basically, with a flash drive. Right. So I did that yesterday. Tried actually doing it on a disc, and that didn't work out so good. And then I found a 16-gig flash drive that I had laying around, and I was like, oh, this should work just fine, and it no problems at all. Yeah. So I get up to a certain point, and then I have to have Windows 7. And now you're here. And I do not yet. You will soon. So um, once I get my hands on Windows 7, I should be able to try it out and see how it works. If only one of your friends were an IT professional and had Exactly. Yeah, like, no. yeah, see? There you go. Gee, yeah. So The only other thing is I have to figure out how to partition the drive. That's the bootcamp simple. tool allows you to resize and right, and yeah. that's the thing is I need to know how much how much space I have to have for. We need to look at how much space you have available. Right, right I need. Now. Uh, that's what I need right. to know is how much space do I have available because I have a second drive, but it's telling me it's doesn't have a whole lot of room free, and I'm like, there's only three things on it. Granted, I'm saving my backups to it. That might be part of the problem, but I can't imagine that my backups are going to take up that much space. We'll deal with it. But either way, I can figure it. Yeah, I can figure it out. It's I'm not that worried about it. But yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how it'll run because once I figured out that oh, the hardware is actually 
more than enough to run this, then it was, okay, let's try this and see what happens. Excellent. And the, the girlfriend got confirmation that, yes, she is going to NWO widow. <laughs> oh. Because she keeps asking me, I'm going to be a MechWarrior Online widow, aren't I? Maybe. Melina, <laughs> she's yes. going to come over here and hit me now. Learn to play the she's game sitting behind yourself. Me. You, you have to be married first before you can be a widow, sweetie. <laughs> so you better get that ring on fast. <laughs> you've got you've got four months. <laughs> get on that. So Zanith, oh yeah, believe me, she's already working on that. <laughs> Zanith from the Black Void provides that. What are you doing? Uh, Checking your cable. Okay, that's the. He's feeling you up. Yeah, I know. Because we are, <laughs> hey, we are hey, a professional hey. radio show here. Hey. Right. The uh, if you pre-purchase Guild Wars two prior to April tenth, you get into every beta weekend. Nice. Which, that's one of those games that already has been earmarked as a, we definitely are going to get it. Yeah, absolutely. But you guys got to play it at PAX. Yes. That was enough to convince us. That it was awesome. All right, let's see what this is. I like Diablo. I'm still debating on whether or not I'm even going to pick it up. seriously, me too. Depends where I'm at in my other games. Ooh, they've actually revealed the collector's edition. Oh, nice. Yes. Let's click on this and see what you get. Yeah. It's it's very, oh, you know what we were. Oh, wow. You know what we were messing with last night? Dare I ask? EverQuest. We talked about oh. it last week. You actually found time to go do that. Yep. We, and guess what? My character's still there. Of course they are. What, and in so Guild Wars? No, or in EverQuest. In EverQuest. See, I tried getting into that. Now. I tried get. I know it is. We were talking about this last weekend. And I can't remember what my username and login are. I couldn't either, but I remembered my old email address. And then we looked it up, and it was some crazy, crazy like way username that was... Weird, so um, oh, but we found it, and yeah, you should go check it out because I still saw your old character mm-hmm. Shale yep. was still in our guild. Yeah, yeah. when Nora was still in our guild. When Nora was that's still the in one our I want to play because yeah. that was she was. So, so, yeah. those, those were on uh, Zygeny. Just can't remember. It. Yeah, because Kazakhstan doesn't exist anymore. No, Kazakhstan also exists. We just remember. We, we, we at one point we decided let's go to a different server. Remember, gotcha. start Drama. characters and play, and we went did that, and then a couple characters got transferred over. Gotcha. But yeah, so mine are split. I have a few still on Kazakhstan, and then a bunch on the Zygeny, which was Zygeny. Wrath, I think, or something. Multiple servers collapsed into that. Right. But yeah, I found my characters, and I was like, oh my god, there's Sin. This is awesome. I'm going to log in. Oh my god, I don't recognize this game at all. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's been ten expansions since I last really right. played. So Small changes have taken place. Just, just a tad. Like, I walk in around playing a knowledge, and there's this dude with, like, a helicopter on his back, like some gnomish invention flying around. There's people flying around on clouds, and I'm like, what, what has happened? <laughs> what? There's, like, all these new slots and stuff, and... Oh, it was so weird. I was like, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy to see my character, especially because I haven't seen the Luckland models yeah. for a long time. So it was kind of cool to see that, even though I know everybody at the time that Shadows Luckland hated released them. hated yeah. it. Uh, it, was, it was really neat. So they're still there, and I was able to recover Dax's account. And basically, if you still have know what email address you signed up on, <gasps> mm-hmm. we can get to you, as long as you still have it. We uh, see, that's the problem. Is you I might have been have your e- mic one. Remember that mic? Yeah, yeah it might have been yeah, that, but I don't have access. Or... I don't have access to that anymore. Well, yeah, but as long as you know that that's what it was, can't you forward yeah, any I... email that goes to that to your whatever I might be able or to whatever? You can always call in their oh. customer support as well. So yeah. A quick uh, note on the uh, pre-order or pre-purchase for Guild Wars is it starts on April 10th, not before April 10th. Gotcha. So. 
Cool. So yeah, EverQuest was kind of neat to do that. I don't know. I still would lean towards Project 1999 myself, but oh my if, God. if you're actually going to play it, but to jump back in and just see your characters and kind of wander around. It was very nostalgic. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. She still had her little Coldane shawl on her shoulders, which took, oh, I don't know, like two years to get Something it. Something like that, yeah. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, good. I'd like to get into it just to look right? at my characters and see what they look like now. Yep. I don't mm-hmm. know if they'll be the same or if they've changed the artwork or what the deal is. Little little bit of change, but it looked Not pretty much. much like the Luckland model. Okay. Yeah. So sadly, so no Bud's Crash Brigade. No, 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 no. That's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. That you got to go back to Project Nineteen Ninety Nine you know, you know, for. Do you know what guild we're in? What? Stalwart Guild. Remember? Stalwart Battalion. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, which came from a pen and paper role playing. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Remember, I, and that was you were you were the you were part of the Stalwart yes, Battalion. Yeah, I was <laughs> part of the Stalwart Battalion. Was it like a? That wasn't a gnome. You were a halfling. You were a halfling. There's halflings. Yeah. That well, that was from the pen and paper role playing. Pen and paper. Were, he was a halfling. They were the halfling. And we called them the Stalwart Battalions because they yes, were like they wanted right. to be these halflings wanted to be like warriors. Yeah. And yes. they and they actually did a good. Decent job. Yeah, okay. That was pretty being funny. Uh, I'm trying to remember what that character's name was. Now. I don't remember, but it was good. I remember. That's where you know I was playing that. That paladin. wasn't Barilac, was it? No. Um, don't remember. Because that was the that was the character, halfling character that you had pencils made for. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That I, made I might have to because yeah. I remember you had pencils that that you gave me that said not Barilac. Yeah, not Barilac. That's right. Because <laughs> we kept calling you Barilac, and that wasn't his name. No, that was, that was his previous character. That was my previous character's name, and I forget. I'll have to look. I'm sure I still have that stuff somewhere. Yeah. I have a whole bookshelf at home that's all gaming stuff that just kind of sits and gathers dust now. But it's nostalgic. I sit in front of it and it look is. at it every once in a while. It's cute. I'll have to, and I still have a clipboard. One of those aluminum clipboards. The ones you gave us. I still have yeah, one. I still have one of those that's got a whole bunch of character sheets in it. I'll have to go looking through that and see if I can't find that. Very so. cool. So, yeah, it's still there. You know, our old characters. I need, Shale. To, find, I need to find the time to, to, to dust that it's off. It's not bad. It was a 8-gig download. That's so It didn't take too long. Um, the install went fine. And like I said, as soon as I put my account information in, it basically was just like, here you go. So you're running it under Windows 7 64-bit without issue? Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. So, yeah, it worked perfectly fine. Um, I think you have to tweak your mouse setting a little bit, which you always had to do because it has. if you use your mouse to turn, mm-hmm. it's a little slow. So you have to change. There's a setting you can change for that. But like I said, overall, it worked fine. There's obviously some things are limited because it's free to play now. So you get messages saying, oh, by the way, you now only have eight slots for inventory instead of ten. So stuff that you had in those extra two got emailed to you. If you're making a new character, you're limited to four characters per server. You can only have choice of four of the starting races and four of the starting classes. However, if you're a silver member, you've been grandfathered in. Any character you already had created, you get to keep. It. You get to keep it. So I still get to have my high elf wizard. I still get to have a monk. You know all that stuff. Rao. Rao. He was awesome with my shaman. Rao. We Which beat stuff you, you up. and the monk that actually knew how to feign death. Yeah. Yes. Or when to feign death. Or when to feign death. Yes. <laughs> Our monk did know how to feign death. He just didn't realize yes. it was not in the middle of the group. <laughs> <laughs> that the the mobs were already there then, and it kind of defeated the whole purpose. We, <laughs> Very much. We could so. have sent a cleric to pull at that point, and it would have been the same difference. <laughs> so it was good. It's good. It's good nostalgia to to see that. Yeah, I was going to say good, clean fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we Back have the day some other stuff going on in Jace. gaming that we uh, 
through into the uh, – well, actually, first, do we want to talk about Draw Something? Oh, <laughs> yeah. we, we, t- we touched on it last kind of week. Talking about it last okay, week. So okay, so I have. I'm not playing with Aid, by the way. So Aid sent me an invite, and it was really cute because you know it's his name. So I didn't know who had sent me this. So I right. just clicked on it, and the first thing he writes is like "Hello from Aid," and I'm uh-huh. like, "Oh, got it. Okay, so Aid, nice job. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to play because I've been working a lot, and then I haven't been feeling well, but. Um, Barry, let's talk Barry. <laughs> Me, Dude. Barry Von Awesome. Yeah. Yes, he's not so awesome when it comes to draw something. Does he, is he not an artist? Work on your drawing skills, Barry. <laughs> it's not so much. I mean, I'm a horrible draw. I, I'm terrible at drawing. Yeah. Well, me too. But but it's just like the abstractness. Yeah. Of <laughs> I think Barry's mind works differently than my mind is the way it is. Because mm-hmm. his drawings are very abstract. You get 10 bombs. So when you use these bombs, if you're having difficulty kind of figuring out a drawing, you get to bomb some of the letters because you've got like 12 or 14 letters. And they'll bomb some of them for you so it leaves you with less letters to kind of guess the word with. Okay. Every single bomb I have used on Barry's drawings... <laughs> Except one on Aridens, but every single one. I'm out of bombs, Barry. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> it was funny. I love playing with him, though, because it really makes me think of... It's, I'm like, it's a oh, my God. And then I'm like, girl, what is this? Do you know what this is? And then we have to tag team yeah. it a little. It basically it's- becomes trying to decipher words out of the letters they give you and see which one fits. <laughs> Hieroglyphs. Yeah. Playing on the iPhone is not an excuse, Barry. I play on my iPhone, too. <laughs> But no, so, so. let Reginald do it. Yeah, no kidding. Let the Wookie win. Give your give your give your beard a stylus. That's no, right. no, but it's a ton it's of good. fun. It's so, I'm still having a blast yeah. playing it. So Dex is under Dex's Dex's ch. ch mm-hmm. I'm under Grail ch. And yeah, it's a good game overall. And they actually just got an email from them saying they're going to add finally the ability to save your drawings. That is awesome. Right now, you have to take a, like a screenshot of it before. It goes away because enjoy it goes. now because Zynga yeah. has purchased them. Oh no! Oh. I already bought the full yeah, version. Yeah, we bought it the full version. It was cents. a buck. Whatever. So, all right. Other gaming news. But yeah, that was awesome. Congress is getting involved in gaming again. Oh, oh yes, yeah. 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 There's, yeah. there's a thing on the uh, research thread. That's where this. I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> you did the same thing I did. You read them at home with me. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Congressman Joe Baca and Frank Wolf on Monday introduced a bill that would require most video games to bear a warning label that says, Warning, exposure to violent video games has been linked to aggressive behavior. Except what? it hasn't. It hasn't. Except though. it right. hasn't. It's just blatantly false. It's a lie. And I love the, the article. It goes, well, I guess the rest of our nation's problems have been solved. <laughs> <laughs> If we're really worried about video games, yeah. Let's work on something a little more important. This just rings like the budget distraction. It's an election yeah, it year. Is, it's an election year distraction. That's exactly oh my what gosh. it is. The, the final line of it is great. It goes, I'll look on the bright side, though, and say, hey, at least it's a bipartisan bill, which proves that Democrats and Republicans can work together as long as they're doing something dumb. Yep. Works for me. Or something <sighs> that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's shocking that we are allowing our representatives to spend time on something that is just blatantly false and, and wrong. duplicates a totally functional system that is already in place. Right. The voluntary labeling system that the in- entire yeah. industry adheres to 
already does all the stuff that they are proposing exactly. making mandatory. Why? I don't know. I mean, I just look at Aroden. Aroden is 15 now. He's been playing and seeing violent video games his entire life since he was really small. He doesn't really seem to be a violent person at all. If anything, he's completely the opposite direction. He's a very nice person. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think it really, this whole thing again comes down to parenting. It doesn't you come think? down to what your child sees or doesn't see when he's not with you. It's what he sees when he's with you. Yeah, this is from G4TV.com. Yeah. And the line that jumps out at me is, the bill would, would require every game, except ones rated EC, early childhood, to carry the warning text. That means the game is rated E for everyone, E 10 or above, T for teen, or M for mature, or A for adult, even if the game isn't violent. Thank God, man, because I was wondering that Kirby was making me... Yeah, Kirby's kind of violent. Kind of I'm violent. not going to lie. He's a violent tap, little tap. dude. He, he likes... Tap Tap is violent. <laughs> he likes to beat on things. He he sucks them in and he destroys them. He hits them with hammers. I mean... Yeah. He's a pretty violent little dude. This will Although, make you a violent person. I do like Hondo's comment in the Black Boyd, exposure to other humans can cause aggressive behavior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exposure to congressmen can cause violence <laughs> in me. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Sure. <laughs> B. Ugh. Warning, genetic combinations have been linked with aggressive tendencies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Parenting or lack of parenting. Yeah, right. exactly. So Crazy. this summer I will uh, be attached to my iPad, I think, nonstop. Because they're releasing what? Baldur's Gate on Oh, iPad. I did see that, yeah. For and all the expansions plus new content. Oh, new content! And that part new I didn't content see. With it as well. I mean, oh my! That, which I know. I should think, should we just graft it to one of your hands now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the work iPad is going to get <laughs> out. There's yeah, good quotes around all that. Bet it is. Um, but I mean, really, I, I think we mentioned before. There's a lot of old great games. Anything that's like a. I mean, Baldur's Gate is. Not a true turn base, but Wait, it has. What did I do with my phone? It has the ability to pause and and do things like that. Those type of games that anything that involves turn based strategy or quasi turn based strategy, just the iPad's meant for it. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. perfect for it. Yeah. No, I did the same thing because I went and found the old the Atari. Oh yeah. App for the iPhone, and yeah, I have a bunch of old Atari games like. Like Pitfall. I can, I can play no 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 even better I can play Tempest on my iPhone oh. Red Baron Battle Zone Defender oh yeah it's all on here nice yeah so I mean that's that's just gonna ruin me and I already I mean I already re I bought it when it first came out played through it bought it when Gog had a sale on it yep and they basically it was like thirty bucks for every D and D game they ever had so I'm like oh of course I got here's buy my it. money so I got that. And now it's going to be on my iPad, and I will be just happy. That's portable gaming. Yeah. Hell with a Vita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the new thing from Sony? Yeah. 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 I've seen the commercials for it actually doing already. rather well, yeah. as it turns out. I was surprised. I know. They actually, I mean, for almost no advertising, except now they've sort of done. But, I mean, all you see is just the guy like, oh, I have to go to work. This sucks. I have to stop playing games. Oh, wait, I can take my game with me, and now mm. I can slack off at work. <laughs> now, only if we could, if I could take the light rail to work. That would yeah. be ah, heaven. Be yeah. Just get and on the light rail, play all the way say, to work. That would work out well on, right up until the point where you missed your exit because you were playing <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> You know you do it. Yeah. Probably. No, you know what that is? 
more time to play. Exactly. Yeah, that's, oh, darn. <laughs> oh, darn. I, I have to double back. I have to oh. go back. <laughs> True. Oh, by the way, I, I know this is way off topic, but how long have we had that little sexy listener map spinny ball earth thing? Only for about five days. Oh. It is really cool. Ken uh, Gohex actually Dex, found Dex, that. Dexa passes her perception check. I know. Seriously. That is way cool. I love it. As a tangent, um, I spent some time last week tidying up the main site. So all of these shows have proper social media buttons in the upper right-hand corner, RSS feed links. Got rid of some of the redundant crap we had on the page. Just kind of condense it down to the information you're likely to need. Um, we've got all the shows, including some of the newer shows. Uh, you should go up to the shows, pull down at the top of the page, uh, check out Tadpool Tech and the Tadpoolery podcast. Um, and we've got uh, two more applicants that we're reviewing right now. So watch for uh, fun and interesting new stuff. Cool. There have been some fun announcements uh, regarding the Nerdtacular 2012 in mm-hmm. June that I hope to attend and hope to drag as many of you as possible to as well. Um, Paul and Storm will be performing live. Nice. Ooh, nice. Very cool. 2012, and we'll be live streaming the whole damn thing. Sweet. That's we awesome. Yay. Good. So I'm also, one of the reasons I'm experimenting with the uh, Hangout is we want to do a version of that live from Nerdtacular so people from the chat rooms of Frog Pants and VTW who can't make it will be able to interact with the attendees right. uh, via IRC and video um, in addition to the live streams. So we got all kinds of fun stuff being planned there. There's a new thing on the horizon uh, co-working with the Frog Pants Network called BlizzCon, mm. where we're thinking of mm-hmm. doing something in the place where BlizzCon would have been this mm. year. Ah, that's so, it. So keep an eye on... Uh, the forums and the front page. Uh, yeah, of that's right. They, they took this year off, right? right. They, they're right. doing the overseas thing instead. Oh, okay. So I'm, I've been going back and forth with Scott Johnson over at mm. Frog Pants with ideas. And he's kind of overwhelmed with needing to get Nerdtacular out of the way before he starts yeah. considering. Mm-hmm. But light duty plans are in place for something in the time period where BlizzCon would have been. Very Don't cool. know where, don't know when specifically right. yet, but it looks like looks to be quite fun. I was told, speaking of the front page of the website, Jeez. Mm-hmm. we have a small picture of you, don't we? Small picture of this me? This is the Google Plus Hangout experiment. Oh, yeah. He's had that picture for a while. Oh, I didn't yeah, even... that was done by... Yeah, it's really cool. I was going to ask you about that. That's a new one. I hadn't even seen that. That was done by Joel Duggan. Morning. Yeah. Um, StarcrossedOnline.com. Mm-hmm. You can commission those from him for forty Canadian dollars, which, which unfortunately he, these he, days is more. He's yes. like forty-three <laughs> American dollars. Yes. Hey, damn strong. Well, it looks really dollars. good. Yeah, he's had it for. A no, bit. he does great work. Yeah, um, I was going to say. I was like, wow, that actually really looks like no. It does. Huh? <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I just shot him some random photographs of myself from the photo uh, libraries we have on Versus the World and. Cool. He he's even got the proper hair effect. Going I know, right? as well. exactly. <laughs> he does. As I'm thinking of your name from high school. If you look in your nickname, um, what was his nickname from high school? <clears throat> blow dry, blow dry. Uh, nice. Yes. But anyway, it wasn't just blow, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was most definitely not. I'll, I got your back on that one. <laughs> I know where you live. Just asking. So yeah, if you check out, um, go look at Boba Fetish's. Uh, t- 
Twitter feed. Yes. He also, he also commissioned a. Uh, yeah. Because he uses it in the. Uh, there's one in the. Re- he uses it in the research thread. Yes. Yeah, like, as yes. a forum avatar. Yeah. That's yes. also a Joel Duggan special. Cool. So That's very If you cool. want a nice avatar like that from a really talented artist, uh, StarCrossedOnline.com and his uh, webcomic StarCrossed is yeah. a lot, awful lot of fun as well. Exactly. Nice. Pluggity plug, Mick plug. Yeah. You owe me one, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you get lots and lots and lots of With orders. Commissions. <laughs> Actually, what I was planning on, I was going to ask him about commissioning um, a group of oh. all of us. A casually oh, hardcore? Cool. Casually hardcore. Oh, that'd be that cute. That would be cool. With all of us together to maybe put as the header on our on the website. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. now if you look at the also the new Facebook uh-huh. design that they're forcing down our oh, throats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Has that banner True. space. So oh, that our, whole I've timeline. Our, yeah, I've got our... Kind of not so clear photo from when we were doing the WoW submission thing. Oh yeah, yeah. that I was, was old. Replace that with one yeah. of Joel's. Uh, That'd be cool. So when I, in my copious spare time, I'll get a hold of Joel and say, "Hey." Which I will say. I mean, I know they're they're forcing it down you, but I've switched to the timeline. It works great. I like it. It's yeah, just it's just a matter of yeah. Yeah. not enough time in the world. Right, to right. All right. So make Glenn, all those changes. Uh oh. We had a question from IRC. Uh oh. About what's going to be the fan fan clan guild for MechWarrior Online? I don't know. I haven't decided. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. going to bear. I some was thought. just started thinking about that, and I have no idea because right now I'm playing a lone wolf. That's as of right this minute. Um, I would like them very much to to do. Do you have to do a house the, allegiance? No, you period? don't. Okay. There's two. There's three different ways that you can do this. You can do a House, which gives you loyalty points, which allows you to buy, because they're doing the whole free-to-play thing, sure, or as sure. a lot of people are saying, the play-to-win thing, which, yeah, there's going to be a certain amount of that, but I'm not getting all wrapped around the axles about it like some people are. Yeah, they, Playing a house, one of the five great or six great houses in this case, because they do have the free Rassel Hague Republic as an option, uh-huh. um, you'll get loyalty points. Now, you can also play what they're calling a Merc Corp, which is a mercenary group. Hmm. Now, you have people left and right stepping up and saying, we're going to be Wolf's Dragoons. Yeah. You know, Grey Death at, Legion. At Grey Death Legion, yeah. all the canonical, the big-time units, sure. Air Donnie Light Horse and stuff like that. Sure. Well, you have multiple versions of Wolf's Dragoons. The developers have already said, yeah, we're going to take some of those canonical units, both house units and mercenary units, and they're going to be off-limits because they're going to be... Now, the issue with that is they haven't said which ones they're using or not using, as uh. the case may be. So you're going to have people getting butt hurt when they take, oh yeah, the Black Widow Company, sorry, you guys don't get to have that because we've already got people on there from MechWarrior League of Legends and MechWarrior 3 and MechWarrior 4 who have already set those units up and they're like, no, sorry, not going to happen. Yeah, You guys can't use that in here. You have to hmm. figure out something else. So I'm looking at some of the other units. Um, and then you have Lone Wolf, where you can pretty much just play whatever you want. Right. I would very much like to see the St. Ives commonality come in as a faction, but they have absolutely no plans to do that whatsoever. So there's a very small but vocal contingent that's trying to get that to happen. Yeah. I, don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's going to, hey, you know, incidents occur. Whether or not I'm going to be running a Merc Corp that's a VTW fan guild, I have no idea. I'm guessing right now probably not. Just because I don't have time for that. And it depends on how much time it's going to take. I won't know until the game comes out. So the thought has crossed the mind, but I, I don't know if I'm going to do that yet or not. So yep. we'll see what happens. There you go. 
But the opportunity, if it presents itself, it may happen. So hmm. not you can call talk. us the stalwart battalion. I could. <laughs> See, I like that. And that's what I'm thinking is it may end up getting called a Merc Corp called the stalwart battalion. And I actually know somebody. I, I've met somebody in the forums who's well, – there's several guys now that are doing it. Um, in the forums, if you go to, to mwomercs.com, go mm-hmm. to repainted concept art. Oh. And people are already doing skins, both custom and for canonical oh. units for the max. And there's some really, really, really good work being done. Oh, I mean, neat. it's stupid cool. So there's several guys, and I may ask some guys, hey, this is what I'd like to do. Can you guys do up skins for us? Mm-hmm. Especially if we do something like the Stalwart Battalion. That would be really That would require cool. a pretty cool that scheme. Would, that would, I would, we'd have to figure something out for a camo scheme for that. That would be pretty sweet. So I think you almost have to go obnoxiously like bright. Bright pink? <laughs> no, I, you know what? I don't. I, I, I disagree with that, respectfully, of course. I disagree with that because the bronies are already doing that. No, no. And I, I don't. Yeah, I'm saying I don't even want to be on the but same like, page as them. It needs to like shine though, because you're stalwart. Oh, now. you know what? Well, I realize it that. needs to be sparkly though. No, no it doesn't need to be sparkly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's take it. No, far. we are not going Twilight. I'm thinking. And there is there is Twilight. there is limits with what can be done. Now, if you're talking like, I guess you're not really a if kender. You, if, so. if you're talking hot rod flake metallic, yeah, that's kind, kind of a sparkly. Thing, yeah. That might be kind of cool, but. I'd have to. We'll have to see. Can I get like fins on my mech? <laughs> There's a couple with fins already. All right. Like the Centurion has a, has All a crest. Right. What was that old show on comedy on Cartoon Network with the big robot? Uh, big O. Bi- no, not Big O. It was one. It was more. Uh, it had like a really big, like fat dude who was driving it. I can't remember the name of it, but it had like that. It was like a hot rod type look with like fins on the shoulders and everything. I, God, I can't remember the name. Of it. it was actually a pretty good show. Uh, um, don't know. Shoot. Oh well. So, Casually yeah. high bore. Yeah. So I don't know. Star Battalion. I like that. That has a certain ring to yeah. it. Yeah. That's always a good. Day. It always did. Yeah. It always yeah. did. Yeah. Because if you go if you go onto the forums, you want to see a really good looking paint job. Go look at the uh, in the Merc. Hang on. Let me find it. I'm going to the forums right now. I'll link that in the IRC. And in the meantime, we're going to go to our next break because right. it is time. Megas XLR. Thank you, Black Void. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, like three people. <laughs> nice. You were hanging yeah, with the right crowd. That was such a good show. I was so sad when it got canceled. It was really, really funny. Speaking of the, the community like that, I was out to dinner with uh, a guest that I liked the university had in town. He works for Playdom, which mm-hmm. is a wholly owned subsidiary of um, the Mouse Kingdom, Disney. Okay. They design a lot of the social games for them. Sure. So he's a game dev. And had that moment of, you know, when you're interacting with someone and the moment that they reveal themselves as a member of the tribe. Oh, yeah. Mm. So we're getting to the end of the meal and we're talking about sharing the big Sunday that they have at this place. It's an ice cream Sunday where they bring you all the toppings separately and the sauces separately so you can kind of customize it as you go. So it's really good for sharing. So Iolite orders the Sunday. Uh-huh. And, the, and then the waiter turns to me and said, would you like something? He says, no, I'll just bring me a spoon and we're going to share. And then it goes over to our guest and he says, spoon! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, for justice! <laughs> At that point, we just, we're just spraying each other with nerd musk. Like, ah, you are one of us. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. You may stay. Uh, so, like, we... <laughs> We've been talking about it. We haven't gotten around to it, but we've sort of been digging around with our Republic characters on the same server. Okay. And so we have 
Jack Burton is one of our prequels playing Jack Burton. Mm-hmm. I have Wang Shi, and then uh, another person has Ake Shen. And so <laughs> I got on there, and I saw Jack Burton was on, so I was Wang Shi. So I sent him a tell saying something like, uh, play your cards right, live to talk about it. <laughs> so then I get back, three storms, it's raining like cats and dogs. <laughs> It was like perfect. Like all our tells just were quotes from the, from Big Trouble. It was awesome. That is completely perfect. Very nice. Who the hell is Jack Burton? <laughs> but I digress. Me, me, Jack Burton. It's all in the reflexes. All in the reflexes. It's, the... <laughs> it's gonna take Cracker Jack timing, Wing. <laughs> in and out like the wind. Okay, go it ahead. Will I'll, not I'll... come out again. What? What, what will not come out again? Huh? Black blood of the earth. Oh, you mean oil? Oh, you mean no, oil? No, I mean no, black blood of the earth. earth. <laughs> okay, go. No, I'll, no, I'll go all. We will go I will all go day. an hour and a half of just purely. No, we will quote the movie, the entire movie. Yes, yeah, you will do that. it. I've seen it happen before. Oh. Anyway, you are listening to quoting Big Trouble in Little Giant. No, uh, <laughs> quoting casually hardcore live on Versus the World Radio VTW Productions we shall return right after this little bit. Oh, Jonathan Colton, the mighty and great. This is off of his most recent album, Artificial Heart. This is the remix, redo of Still Alive. We'll be back after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you'd like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. was a triumph I'm making a note here huge success it's hard to overstate my satisfaction aperture science we do what we must because we can for the good of all of us except the ones who are dead 
But there's no sense crying over every mistake You just keep on trying till you run out of cake And the science gets done and you make a neat gun For the people who are still alive Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Thanks go out, as per usual, to all the participants in the all-volunteer research thread. If you wish to join the all-volunteer research team, you just need to sign up for an account at the Versus the World forums and send me a personal message Yep, and ask for access. And that is all there is to it. Bang. Boom, baby. We even have a thread post, I think, on there that says how to do it, too, Exactly. In case you and if you can't want, hear us. If you're a podcast <laughs> listener and you want to follow up on the things we've talked about on this show, the research that is, is readable by everyone and all the various links, including the ones we don't get to, right. are all in there for your consumption. So get on that forum and participate. Literally, I spend my Sunday. I wake up Sunday morning and just start reading through all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what I did this morning. Yeah. And then two hours later, he wakes me up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling the love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, contributors this week to the thread, which was named by Fangs with a Z, and this is the Z. What makes it cool? This is the 
March 25th, 2012. Just watched the Hunger Games edition, and how accurate and prophetic was that? Yes. yes. So, Fangs obviously contributed. MacBit, not MacButt. <laughs> Aid. MacButt is so much funnier. <laughs> Sean Caster, Deus Ex, the Barry Von Awesome, and <clears throat> Boba Fetish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So thank you, gentlemen and possibly ladies, for contributing to the research cast. We greatly, greatly appreciate all your efforts, and we cannot thank you enough. Now, based on that... Should we start with Michael Bay's... Yeah, we better get to that one. Everyone just prepare to be brain-raped. So he's attacking the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Rebooting. The dramatic reimagining. So as he stated, this is what Michael Bay had to say about the project during his presentation uh, at a Nickelodeon event. Uh, When you see this movie, kids are going to believe one day that these turtles do exist. When we are done with this movie, he said, the turtles are from an alien race. They're going to be tough, edgy, funny, and completely lovable. Yeah. Aliens. Is that my toilet my childhood out here being flushed down the Alien. toilet? <laughs> but what about the rat? Is he an alien too? Well the dramatic reimagining probably has has written him out completely. Yeah. yeah exactly. They're probably taught by like a ten foot tall platypus or something. God knows. Mm. It's just I mean the whole thing. It has, there's aliens in the universe of Teenage MT, those rhinoceros dudes. If you really wanted aliens, use those guys. Nope. They're mutants. They're mutants, which means they mutated. mutated. Yes, but they they mutated on another planet. So there's a bunch of space turtles out there that are normal, and then these are the mutated version of the space turtles? (laughs) Well, yeah. Oh, God. Which, I mean, granted, and they, they go on to bring up, you know, the original graphic novel was pretty dark and, and reasonably know, edgy. Reasonably edgy. Then when it became mainstream. mainstream, they made it the cute, you know, I love pizza and let's just skateboard and we'll mm-hmm. hit people but not actually kill them and everybody's a robot. But nonetheless, <laughs> they still at least stuck with the fact that they got some radiation on them and their little rat guy got radiation and they mutated and then the rat taught them how to right. how to fight and they decided to protect New York City. <laughs> Why I mean cuz that's just, where their pizza is. Oh, thank god. <laughs> I mean, after his just utter destruction of Transformers, like, why? I mean, all I need now is to hear Michael Bay has gotten licensed to redo Robotech, and that will complete the The destruction of my childhood. The circle is now complete. As I know it. Don't. So you, you just sent that out into the universe. Yeah, seriously. Now. Why are you giving people ideas? Well, I mean, they are Michael Page just woke up and said, <gasps> I know my next project. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Hunter is a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, from the future. Off world. <laughs> from another planet. Yeah. And he's a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> the SDF-1 is a pleasure barge. <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's the super debauchery fortress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might pay to see that. <laughs> Just makes you wonder what Min May does for a living. In fact, we need to get... Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? There it is. Penis. 
There we go. Yeah. <laughs> of course, if Rick Hunter is Rachel Hunter now, that's then true. Min May has penis. A- oh, you never true. know. It could be edgy. Uh, <laughs> that is edgy if she's still a chick Ooh. but has a penis. Yep, that is really edgy. <laughs> this is true. Oh God, <laughs> just depressing. I mean, yeah, you know. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, Robotech, GI Joe, Transformers. GI Joe is nothing sacred anymore. Nothing, <laughs> no, nothing is. And those of you who are listening carefully to the background noise. Yes, Arch Nemesis is being chased by Thumbelina. Yes. <sighs> I'm not sure who's having more fun. So, I mean, yeah, coming. Sp- Next year to a theater near you, the death of uh, most of our childhoods. Yes. So we have a series of drop-ins for... Which is why I will not be watching any of them. No. Because I didn't see any of the Transformers <laughs> movies. Mr. Michael Bay, we have to offer you the following drop-in series. Are you smoking crack? Silence! No! <sighs> Michael Bay does Voltron. Discuss. <laughs> From the Black Void. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Stay with me here. Yeah. <laughs> There's your first problem. <laughs> He's not a robot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dude. Please kill me that- now. Made from lions. Real lions. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not Stitched from space. Together? What? He's from Earth. <laughs> and he pulls the blazing sword from out of his, his butt. I was going to say ear, but okay. I yeah. like butt. <laughs> butt would be better. <sighs> There's just, there just isn't an appropriate drop in for I'd that. I'd say you could destroy He Man for me, but Buzz Lundgren did that. <laughs> you took care of that just dandy fine. <laughs> There we go. Pretty go, a-hole! <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be great. M. Night Shyamalan and Michael Bay collaborating. <laughs> With Uwe Boll producing. Uwe Boll. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God, Hollywood sucks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Michael Bay is just sitting back counting his money going, Yes! I am a god! Yeah, well... Yeah. Only to those who don't know any better. Speaking of that, something that wasn't on the research thread. Sure. Well, it was on a sidebar on a research thread. I'm only going to read the title of it because the rest of it absolutely disgusts me. Hmm. Former Vice President Dick Cheney recovering after a heart transplant. Someone please tell me why <laughs> this man was given a heart transplant. Because he has lots and lots of money and influence. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he does. That's all I'm saying. So... I used re- up that first one, so he- <laughs> multiple times apparently. It's actually pretty interesting that he had one. So I mean, that's yes. that's an interesting fact by itself. Yes. Well, he, had, he had the pump installed, right? Right. To- well, well, I just right, I'll read a little bit more into this. Here's yeah, what it yeah. here's what it says. The office of Dick Cheney has informed the Associated Press that the former vice president is recovering after a heart transplant surgery Saturday. CBS News reports that the statement said Cheney had been in the hospital. F- on the transplant li- list for 20 months and is now recovering in the intensive care unit of Inova Fairfax Hospital in Falls Church outside of Washington. Cheney did not know the identity of the donor, but said, but the statement read, although the former vice president and his family do not know the identity of the donor, they will be for- forever grateful of this life-giving, life-saving gift. MSNBC reports that in 2010, Cheney had a left ventricular assist device, say that three times fast, uh, device implanted for treatment of end-stage heart failure. 
Uh, mm-hmm. He suffered a heart attack in 2010, his fifth Ow. since the age of 37. He had bypass surgery in 1988, as well as two subsequent angioplasties to clear narrowed coronary arteries. In 2001, he had a special pacemaker implanted in his chest. Huh. Mm. So, so he had a history of chronic heart failure. Yeah. So. I, I find it interesting that they named where he's... I mean, they, they might as well have put his room number up on there, too. <laughs> yeah. He is right here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. He's Come right get him. here. Because he's also surrounded by Secret Service. Uh, yes, yeah. he is. Yes. Seriously, though. You, being a whole keep, former you keep access vice, to those. Yes. Former vice president thing. So, yeah. uh, the only other one I want to read is this one. Connecticut Bar offers Fallen Navy Seal with Guinness Memorial. There's an extraordinary Facebook post that's gone viral that shows a pint of Guinness on a bar beside an American flag and a reserve sign for a fallen Navy SEAL. Lieutenant Michael Murphy was killed in combat in Afghanistan in 2005 after leading a four-man SEAL team on a reconnaissance mission. After coming under fire from approximately 50 insurgents, Murphy knowingly exposed himself to enemy fire so he could transmit a signal requesting immediate assistance for his team. Murphy and two of the other SEALs died in the firefight, though the fourth member, Marcus Luttrell, survived. For his actions, Murphy was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor, although I'd like to know how many of those 50 insurgents they killed. Probably 49 and a half. Here's the photo posted by Jeff Borline. I'm probably butchering his name. To the Facebook group Seal of Honor in, on St. Patrick's Day. Borline's description of the photo follows. And they show a picture of a pint of Guinness with a flag with a little handwritten placard in front of it that says, Reserved for Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy, U.S. Navy SEAL, killed in action 28 June uh, 2005, Afghanistan not forgotten. And the quote on the bottom is, As promised, I just walked into a local pub, Pub 25, Newton, Connecticut, and asked to speak to the, with the owner slash manager. I asked if I could leave a cold one on the bar for Michael all day. I showed him the reserve sign I made and explained I wanted to leave him sufficient funds to buy a random pertness person a Guinness every hour today and that when the surprise patron asks him who is this from he should reply it's from Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy and point to the reserve sign the owner manager was so in tune with this small gesture he refused my money introduced me to two men working in the pub who just returned home from Afghanistan and Iraq with the assurance that my request on Michael's behalf would be honored God bless America and, oh, I, have goose- and I have goosebumps the size of Mount Everest now because that's really freaking cool the size of your what? The size of Mount Everest. Oh, okay. What did you hear? <laughs> I can guess. <laughs> we have a drop-in for it. Yeah, I've got that one. Just I love st- I love hearing about stuff. Even if That's it's really sweet. Even if it's not true, because I have seen a couple of things out there where people have posted stuff like that, yeah. and then you go on Snopes and find out it's no, total and no. complete BS. Yes, yeah. There's a part of me that likes to believe that stuff. Yeah. That people actually do that stuff, and I know there's true stories out there, so I like to hear stuff like that. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I read that earlier, and I was like, wow, I need to turn the furnace on. I'm cold all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> now, from the research that I've got, one that caught my eye. Yeah. Smithsonian Exhibition. Yeah. The Art of Video Games. Oh, I saw the title for it. We get in respect. With a schnazzy shot of Mass Effect on but of there course, with the uh, Smoking Man. Or whatever his name the is. The Elusive Man? Elusive Man. Well, he smokes, though, so whatever. <laughs> smoking oh, Man think... is X-Files. Yeah, I was just going to say. Smoking... Crack smoker. <laughs> no, it was the Cancer smoking Man. Smokey the Bear? Was it Smokey the Bear? Cancer Man or Smoking the Bear? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Smokey the Bear. So it was Smokey the Bear. <laughs> I haven't even played Mass Effect 3, and even I knew he was called the Elusive Man. I don't man. know what the... Whatever. And, and actually, the, the uh, I'm watching you know, sn- video snippets of him near the end of the game, and the whole... F- face they've given that guy is creepy as hell. I love it. I haven't seen that piece of it yet. He's got this this wicked black scarring around his eyes. It looks really good. Okay. <laughs> um, really creepy as hell. Kind of like when the the uh, vi- uh, the art people for The Phantom Menace 
similar, said, because I remember you telling me this story, imagine your worst nightmare. Now draw him. Mm-hmm. And we got Darth Maul. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. This was a good one, because he's got the eyes of the someone who's been converted, so they yeah. kind of blue glowy with the orbs in them, and but kind of surrounded by this black scarring. Do, do, you know, do a search for images of the elusive man. Yeah, and cool. just... Eventually, really, I'll really, buy really the game well. and play through it. So, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was particularly good uh, art design on that one. But from the uh, AmericanArt.si.edu site, video games are a prevalent and increasingly expressive medium within modern society. In the 40 years since the introduction of their first home video game, the field has attracted exceptional artistic talent. An amalgam of traditional art forms, painting, writing, sculpture, music, storytelling, cinematography, video games offer artists a previously unprecedented method of communicating with and engaging audiences. Eat that, Roger Ebert. <laughs> Smithsonian Institute trumps arrogant film review guy. Well, and it is very expressive. I mean, we've talked, we've talked several times on the show about yeah. the storyline and, and video games eliciting emotions from you. And in fact, on our Facebook page from not very long ago, I've got um, Marcus, who I had introduced to Bioshock, yeah. give me a big thank you. He just he hasn't played video games in a while, and he I lent him that game, and he picked it up, and he started playing it, and he loves it because it's a great, great Alcohol. Oh, we're getting alcohol. Oh, we have our own bartender today. <laughs> so because it's, a, it, you know, he said he played through it and he had the same, like, really strong emotions towards that game that I did. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was just such a great game. So, and it, it's the same thing when you see great art. You have very strong emotions towards the artwork. Yeah. So I, you know, it's about time that people, m- that a wider audience actually starts recognizing that. And I'm glad they covered all the spectrum. It wasn't just the you know painting or the the graphics of of the games. They covered storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. all of that. There's aspects. songs too. Some of the background music. Oh yeah. Games well, there's been entire symphony, amazing uh, orchestras that have set up and done shows that's purely video games. Right. They've done it just purely on Final Fantasy. I yeah. mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of one of their strong points. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there there's definitely a lot there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of I, I saw that post on our Facebook wall as well of the f- person that was just introduced Bioshock from a story standpoint, one of the best ever. Uh, but you know, Skyrim and Oblivion both have yeah. graphics that are just are like oh my gorgeous. God. My uh, brother Ted Hedster, who many of you have heard before from our various uh, trips to <laughs> Ted Active over the years, has just brought us uh, copious amounts of beer. Th- and uh, yes. fighter. Th- yes, he has. And he is a very nice man. Yeah, exactly. He may stay. He can stay. <laughs> and now we're using the iPhone to open the beers. And it's cider. Important. Dax's yeah. iPhone. Dax's iPhone. It's the eye opener. <laughs> the eye opener. <laughs> One of the best creations ever. Ever. Is that seriously what it's called? No, no, no. I don't know what it's called. It. The eye opener. That's good. If it's though. not like called that, it should, it should be. <laughs> So, somebody's marketing people got it all wrong. <laughs> and I've just, I have come up with the title for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Eat it, Ebert. Eat it, yeah, Ebert. Eat it, That'll work. Ebert. That's okay. it's, it's true. I mean, they are, it's a medium that some people that are especially, that are set in the ways of old art can't get their head around because it's so interactive. Right. And that's what causes the friction between whether or not it's art. But I think on the surface, if you go back to the, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about the, 
play a video game without actually playing the video game. I just want to see the story parts. If you were to do that, you could. I, I don't know how you could argue then it, it wasn't art. Mm-hmm. If you just went through all the cutscenes in a video game, I mean, those are alone are amazing, or just follow the story. Well, the number of times we've said that you know Blizzard Entertainment should make movies, just based on the quality of their cutscenes. At least they have. Jeez, I'd pay for that in a heartbeat. Sir. Yeah. Some of those openings are incredible. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's a quote. You know, I may not know much about art, but I know what I like. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. who says, I mean, we were talking a couple of times ago about the various TED Talks and the one, you know, redefining the dictionary. And if it's, if it's a word you use and someone understands what you're talking about, then, then it's, it's a, a word. word. Yeah. Exactly. Then if it's art to me, it's art. It's and like, no one can tell me otherwise. My favorite quote from that old movie, Sideways, about the guys in wine country. Oh, yeah. I love that, the yeah. one guy's talking, and he goes, oh, this has such complexity, and I don't know about the grapes that year. And the guy's, the T- Thomas Hayden Church's yeah. response to everything was, tastes good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I have had that exact yeah. experience of, I like it, yep, and that's exactly. all that matters. Yeah. That's what matters. I like it. I'm buying it. It's a $5 bottle of wine, and it tastes awesome. Exactly. That's the bit that matters. That's yes, what exactly. Counts. Exactly. Does it contain any formaldehyde? No? Good. We're good to go. <laughs> Not that that would be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Was it on an on Archer where the mom starts just drinking alcohol? Like, yeah, like, like rubbing, rubbing alcohol. <laughs> They're in space. They have a very limited supply so of things drink, to do. Drinking isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. The mom, the is, mom is and, a little... and Archer are both pretty much functional alcohol. You think? <laughs> Whatever was your first clue. Especially when they're always... the wee baby Seamus alcohol to oh, calm it down. Baby. Oh, God. I'm the sorry. wee baby Seamus. Best show on television. Just finished its most recent season, didn't it? Yeah. I haven't watched the season finale yet, but yeah, it's uh, oh, we do incredible. Have it, yeah. yeah, it's great. I, it's funny. I love that show. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. having fun. There's some giggling going on back Little there. Alright, that brings us to our last break. When we return, we'll be taking your calls. So warm up your copies of Skype. Go to the front page of VTWProductions.com, look in the lower right hand corner for the I'm online icon. And when we tell you to, click on it to call in. The call in topic what? And it even speaks to you like that. <laughs> I'm online! Exactly. <laughs> hey, if an icon's gonna have a voice, that's the voice it would have. <laughs> I, challenge me. I dare you. <laughs> Pre-puberty icon? I, I, I would like a more manly voice in my icon. More of a Boba Fetish saying voice. Hey, baby. I'm online. <laughs> oh, by the way, real quickly, from the Black Void, we got a sneezed beer on that for the eye opener. Yeah. Oh, we said eye opener. Uh, and someone sneezed beer. Yeah, Hondo sneezed beer. <laughs> I'll have to put a, post a picture on the Facebook page of I my eye we, opener. Yes, I think you do. I love it. And also, our show is just generally better if you're drinking beer. So. <laughs> yes. Just drink up. Because God knows we are. us and for the listeners, it, it applies everywhere. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> but plenty of alcohol yeah. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Next. <laughs> Moving right along, when we return, we'll be taking your calls on the topic of your favorite and most uh, soul-damaging experiences with beloved literary properties that were converted or attempted to be converted into cinema properties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God help us all. We will return right after this. 
versus the world productions podcasts and blogs by geeks for geeks www.vtwproductions.com from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Now, call. Do it now. <laughs> well, I've, I've learned to anticipate the 40-second delay, so to say. Start your calling now, because by the time we're actually ready for made. you. It is time for us to hear from all of you, which has rapidly become my favorite part of the show. I don't know about you guys, but I'm rather enjoying the direct interaction with the uh, participants who are willing to Skype it up with us. I like hearing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me play it again. I don't know how to put this, but... Kind of a big deal. But at least you know yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah he totally knows. Yeah. 
We just keep and inviting him back. He and mentions he, it all the time. I was going to say, he makes sure everybody else knows, too. That's right. He's a giver. So, yeah, the, the various... I always kind of have that, that shuddering moment of, oh, God, they're adapting, and then insert thing they're adapting here. Yeah. Um, huh? As far you as any time I see Hollywood attempting to take something... Oh, right, right. ...that I love... <laughs> And they adapt it, and it can go horribly wrong. Now, I can't sure. tell if I've actually successfully added someone to the call here, because Skype has kind of gone off into la-la land, but who's calling? This is True. True, how are you doing? Hey, True. Hi, True. Sorry, hey. my Skype screen froze up there, and I couldn't tell if you were actually on, on the line or not. Not a problem. So what are your opinions on this week's call-in topic? Well, I think the, it depends on uh, how much the original writers have on it. I mean, the Potters came out okay. We know J.K. Had, J.K. Rowling had a lot of input on that one. And I understand Ready Player One is on its way, and the author's uh, condition on selling the movies is I get to write the script. Ah, see, script approval yeah, so is important. a big deal. Is a big deal. Because World War Z, no script approval, right. not, not even and, and it's gone completely the off the rails. Yeah. Right. Exactly. As far as we can tell. And it's actually it's kind of fun watching. Yeah, um, Star- Starship Troopers was kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was just the name. Yeah. yeah. Which is really unfortunate because overall I thought the movie was okay and would have been even better had it not been called Starship Troopers. Right. right. See, and that everybody was... F- I, they they call I've, it Bug Wars. Right. And I've, yeah, and I've noticed that because we've... Noam and I have had this conversation before about this. It is I... It, he's absolutely right. Bug Wars, we would have been good. My problem was I've read the original... Starship Troopers, and it's one of the best books ever written, in my opinion. I couldn't wrap my head around the f- what I was seeing on the screen. It's one of those few movies I've actually gotten up and walked out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Robot Jocks. Yeah, ro- that Robot Jocks was the other one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I left that one, too. <laughs> because it's And there's that. a lot of movies... I'm sorry. Go ahead. And no. there's a lot of movies that just have so much content, there's no way you can get to movies. Could you imagine them trying to do Eye of the World or any of the Wheel of Time book, the early oh, Wheel of Time books gosh. of the movie? Well, knowing where that series winds up going. Two or three books, movies, each book of two or three movies. Well, and, but I mean, to, to, to give an example of something that did do a good job, it wasn't in movie format, but was Game of Thrones on HBO. It took oh, a yeah. very long book, but it needed... You know, twelve episodes to basically capture that book with Eye of the World. Yeah, you, I don't know how you could fit that into a two-hour movie. It would need to be a series. It would need to be a right. series, just like HBO. So basically, yeah. we need HBO to pick up anything that is longer than two hours. Basically, is what it. That's if, why if, we if have it's, them. If it's a series of books that's longer than three or four books, where you can neatly cut it into three or four movies, we apparently need HBO to do a series on it. You listen to us, HBO, and we know you are. Yes, right. absolutely. Hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm going to have to restart Skype here because it's definitely gone off the deep end. No. So, True, thank you for calling. Bye, True. Thank oh, you. No, no, uh, it Not a just, problem. It heard me talking and it came back to life. Ah. No, it's no, it's lying. No, me. no. Okay. So, so just yeah. Let it go, Indiana. Let it go, <laughs> Indiana. Yeah, I'm still here. No, I can't get rid of we you. We named the dog Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. That was awesome. That was. They named you after the dog. <laughs> I love that dog. No, he's junior. Um, but yeah, so I think that's probably the way to go with it. Is we need more television 
I guess miniseries. Miniseries, and they well, and it's a risk. I mean, HBO seems to be one of the few people willing to take that risk. They did with True Blood, mm-hmm. the Suki Stackhouse series. They did with um, with Game of Thrones. So they they seem to be actually doing a great job with books and series. Yeah, there's somebody who's doing a good job choosing the properties to try and develop. I was really dubious when I heard that they were going after Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I still haven't gone and watched it. Oh, oh so man. Good. And I need to go. Cause well, I, see, I've the heard... The verdict is in, and the verdict is that it's freaking awesome. I, I, I have a little more faith in HBO than I do in just about anybody else. Sure. It's like they sci-fi prove... doing it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or Siffy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of faith. But HBO, when they do stuff like that, everything that they've ever done has been gotten good reviews so well, we pay the money for their service so they have well, a yeah, bigger budget for costumes and locations and it usually comes out a little bit better that way so i don't know i just think that maybe that's the route most things are going to take unless it's something you can wrap up in a nice one hour well, this is where i kind of hold out hope or, that netflix might be able to step up because they're obviously looking at original programming now so they could become a a, a development house i mean they've got their Lilyhammer series which apparently is quite good. Haven't seen that one. Um, it's uh, the entire first season is available all at once on Netflix now. Oh, okay. Um, Netflix now, 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 now. Do it now. The way God intended, exactly. <laughs> all right. So I had to kill Skype there. So let me bring that back, and then people who are trying to call in can try to call back in. Apologies for that. But yeah, I think the void. I mean, we, it doesn't need to be a movie. Some stuff does right. lend itself to conversion into sure. a movie. Right. Other stuff, as we have seen. Well, mm-hmm. But I think so the general, I mean, if you have something that you really love, a series you really love, and somebody says, we're going to make a movie of it, the initial reaction, usually, at least for me, is always like, oh, I can't wait. And then you find out details. Who's? Michael Bay is doing the movie. Yeah, then, oh. it's, yeah, then it's, I don't quite need to see this anymore. Right. Ever. Right. Usually. So, I mean, it depends. I mean, if, if somebody came along and said they were going to do uh, the First Blade series as a movie, or the what, what, that First Blade was the name of the first book, the Abercrombie series, um, the first law. Oh, yes. Called. Yeah, the first law. Or the so. Dresden Files. Or the Dresden Files, which they did a series on. Which it, was great. It was, it was a good series. It was just its own thing. Yeah. It wasn't directly related to the books. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, no matter if it's a series I love and they said they're going to make a, uh, a movie of it, I have optimism at the start. Yes. Pretty mm-hmm. much across the board. Yeah, see with the Abercrombie stuff, though, I, th- I think it's a little too soon. After the books came out for them to be doing. Oh, yeah. And I don't. But I could eventually see somebody doing doing that. Yeah. So you think it needs uh, more of a public reading? So there needs to be more people reading it before it comes out? Well, I actually would say they may be better served by doing one of his one-off books, like uh, Best Served. Cold Cold or The Heroes. The Heroes, which are self-contained stories into one book. The the first law was a series of three books. And even though it has ties to those other books, I think you could get away with first doing Best Served Cold and then going back if that took off as something... something else. So, I I mean, I think there's, there's ways around it. But, like I said, just in general, I have hope. I always have hope at the start of a yeah. project. There's always hope. Yeah. Yeah, the Black Void has reminded me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. They made, because they remade that again, right? They made it into a movie. Because I saw the BBC. The BBC TV series, series. Orders of Magnitude better than right. the movie was. Which was fun. It was good. Um, 
But yeah, that was uh, sad, is what that was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes that's what happens. Yeah, yeah and unfortunately that was... I mean, maybe if, if uh, Douglas Adams had been alive, it may have come out differently. But Hello, you're on Casually Hardcore on the newly rebooted copy of Skype. Who's calling? This is Viper Thrall. How are you doing this afternoon? Viper Thrall! Hey. A new caller. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And what are your uh, feelings on today's topic? Wing Commander. Discuss. Oh, oh, dude, man. did you really have to go there? The shame I, I'm Mr. sorry. Bigelworth. I mean, <laughs> after a video game that basically pioneered cutscenes, at least for me. I mean, that was yeah. I really saw in you know intense, you know, actual, you know, they recorded. Heck, they even had Mark Hamill on there. Yeah, yeah they gave and, Mark Hamill yeah. something to do. Yes, and so that was you know is a great series, and then they proceeded to let's put pretty print. Now, don't be wrong. I love the submarine aspect in the movie. I thought that was great. Yeah, it was very much but, submarine warfare right, style. Right. The Kazin like cats it looked absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> they the, look like I mean, Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah, yes, it exactly. It was. Uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, that is one of my most <laughs> beloved series. I actually blocked that out of my memory. Yep. <laughs> that was the one that came to mind whenever you brought up the topic. Yep, no, like, dead on, spot on. Spot uh-huh. on. Because, like, right around that time, I saw that and the D&D movie. Oh, 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 oh yeah, there was another one. Also known as the microphone in frame movie. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you see, I, I'm surprised you're still with us because you know that could cause suicide. Seeing both of those at the same time. No, heavy drinking, heavy drinking, <sighs> hitting the bottle anyway. early, very early. Oh, geez, yeah, I had forgotten about that. I no, that. very good examples of the breed. That's great. Yeah, and this is why I'm, I have developed this gland that says, "No, no, God, don't adapt don't anything. Do it. Don't do it because yeah. it, it it turns out like." Wing freaking commander, yeah. I, I, I too, had blocked that one out. Never oh. see video games made to movies. Yep, Never walk back and rewatch Hanna-Barbera films from every year children. Those are <sighs> things. Mm. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All right. Thank you, Viber Thrall. Thank you. <laughs> you. Have a good afternoon. You, too. Thank Talk you. to you later. Now I need therapy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, you're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Uh, this is Captain Nub. Captain Nub, another new Hi. caller. How are you today? Hello. I am doing well. How are you, you folks? Uh, Great. Having, having a grand old time, actually. This is, uh, <laughs> you know, two beer minimum. I know, right? <laughs> I've exceeded the minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to my brother. So uh, the main movie I wanted to talk about that was originally a book was uh, Timeline. Uh, it was originally oh, a book yeah. by Michael Crichton. Crichton, yes. Right, right. And um, that's another one that bore almost no resemblance. Yeah, love the book. I've read the book like two or three times and saw the movie and wanted to cry. Yeah. It just... Uh. <laughs> my favorite character, um, you know, honestly, I'm drawing a blank to his name right now, um, uh, was the guy who was like the expert in all of the medieval stuff. Right. And, you know, in the book was a was a pretty major player in the, in the storyline. And then the movie comes out and he's not the same character whatsoever. Yep. I was like, no! <laughs> it's always the worst when they mess with your favorite character. Yeah. Yes. That's the worst. If you have an, an idea of your favorite character in your head and they mess with that, it's really bad. Or if you're Joss Whedon, you put a spear through the chest of your favorite character. <laughs> Major motion picture. Still bitter dead. about that, are we? I will be bitter about that. That's why I said <laughs> if I ever get a chance to meet Joss Whedon, I will hit him in the head and then hug him. <laughs> because he has delivered equal parts joy and rage to my life. Wow. 
So, yeah. That's uh Darn you, Joss, as they say. <laughs> yep. I've never actually seen Timeline. Don't. Uh, apparently Don't. not. Did you, did you read the but book? read the book, apparently. The book so, is very no, good. I have not read the book. Uh, I'll put that on some, my to-read list. Some great, interesting concepts in it about quantum realities and pseudo-time travel that's not really time travel. Ah. Um yeah, no, it's it's a fun a fun ride, um, and the the movie was a complete cluster. It was <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, yeah, be afraid, be very afraid. No, great example there. Uh, see, and I'm 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 sensing a uh, trend here of getting a lot of really horrible adaptations. Uh, <laughs> no one's actually calling and said, "Hey, here's a one that really was great." Yeah. Well, we've talked about the great ones. Game of Thrones yeah. is great. True. True Blood is great. Even Lord though they the went off the ring, Lord of the Rings is great. Yeah. So we've had some good ones. All right. Thank you for calling. I'm going to kick you to the curb to make room for some more before we run thank out of time. Thank you. Be Bye. well. And thank you for calling Casually Hardcore. Who's on the line? And this is Tech Priest. Tech Priest! Get Zaxa's daily dose of sexy foreign accent. That's right! Talk softly into her (laughs) ear now. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, I was thinking about the latest Tintin movie. That's actually a really good movie. I have not had a chance to see that, and I don't... I don't have the... The love of the source material. I know that Tintin oh, is yeah. a yeah, huge right. international. I mean, it's been around since what the nineteen forties. Yes, and I know it's much bigger in in Europe. It doesn't it doesn't yes. have hasn't have the same penetration here in the U.S. But I was at least aware of it and understood the the love that Spielberg and Jackson have for it mm-hmm. because it was very big to their storytelling formative years. And so you was it was the original comics were they part of your your upbringing? Yes. And so you had a, a love of the source material, and you think that they they did a good job. Correctly, uh, they've changed some names for the American in the English version compared to original original names. So mm-hmm. that was a little bit confusing, but it was a good movie, a really good movie, and followed the source material very well. Now they had mm. they had a huge amount of stories to draw from. How do you feel about the particular story that they chose to be the one for the movie? Uh, it's a good inter- introduction story, but it's not the first story they. I thought they would do them in the chronological order they were giving out as comics. Right, right. But and this they is one chose they chose one that maybe they thought would make a better adventure film. Yes, and this one has more of the characters in it. The first okay. several books don't have half the characters. Oh, okay. Ah. And they wanted to jump ahead to, to introduce all the favorite characters that came later, so they moved ahead a little bit. Yes. Okay. But you, you don't think that, that that hurt things? It just was not totally pure to the source material. They didn't start with... Uh, they, they chose what they thought might be the best story to introduce it to the world. Yes, and that's the. F- I think that was the first they did as um, cartoon in, in the nineties, mm-hmm. maybe. Were you happy with it being an animation versus them trying to do a real, real life version? Yeah, uh, okay. it's fitted really well as uh, animation, and the quality of the animations was superb. Yeah, I was curious because it really they're getting close to that uncanny valley where mm-hmm. it's so real that it feels a little uncomfortable, um, but it looked. 
awesome. That's one of the ones, that, just because I've had had no time to really go and see movies lately, that's on my list of ones to try and get, get to see. Yeah. Because uh, it just looked like a, a fun, very fun adventure movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, and not only that, see, and that's where people make, I don't know if, I don't know anything about this movie, so I'm not sure if they actually read the source material or studied it at all. But it seems to make a better movie if they at least look at the source material and pick out things that they feel is going to work better. This was Spielberg and Peter Jackson, who, if you, you read about them and watch a lot of their behind-the-scenes stuff, had a profound love, love of it. Of so the see, it material. always so, helps if you've done that. And that seems to have translated, at least according to Tech Priest, that translated into a quality product. Yeah. Yes. Right. Thank you very much, Chuck. Thanks, good, good one. Yeah. I would not have thought about that one. And I'm going to send you back to the void. Hopefully talk to you next week. Be well. Yeah, maybe. maybe Take care. Bye. And we got room for one or two more here. Thank you for calling. You are on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Dara. How are you today? Hi. I'm doing fine. And what are your feelings on... Mm, good beer. Oh, the, nice. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Tasty. Right in your ear, too. We'll, How'd you we'll, enjoy we'll, that? We'll fix that in post. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, how are you? What are your feelings on the uh, topic of the day? There's one movie adaptation that I'm scared for. I don't want this to be bad, and that is the Ender's Game adaptation. Yeah. Which is actually finally moving forward. Yeah, yeah Barry was yeah. saying something about that in the Black Void. And that one, if they screw that one up, I mean, because that one has such potential to be an awesome film if done right. And it's a crossover. Yeah. My stepmom was telling me about it. Like, she can't wait for this movie because yeah. she read that when she was younger. And so, yeah, it's it's a, a lot of expectations. So when you first found out they were doing that, what were your initial emotions for that? Me? Uh, well, when I heard they were making... The Ender's Game movie. I haven't. I hadn't actually read the book. I just received it, so I was reading through it at the time. And after reading it, I'm scared. I don't <laughs> want them to screw this one up. Yeah. But are you kind of excited that they might do it right? Yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with this movie. Just think- as long as they don't screw it up. <laughs> I think the technology has progressed to a point where they can, they could do it very, very well. They can do a lot of the scenes um, with the special effects we have now oh, heck really, yeah. really well. But, you know, it's still up to them to do it. <laughs> and, I mean, this is one where if they stay absolutely true to the source material, you know, the, the word in Hollywood is never work with kids or animals. Right. <laughs> this is a story about a bunch of kids. Yes. <laughs> that's now, I've been reading on forums and that's what they've been worrying about that and the movie might actually end up being R rated or PG thirteen or just if they stick true to the material it absolutely will be yeah. highly rated because it's some pretty vastly yeah. violent and horrifying. They stuff. could do it just like they did the Hunger Games. Yeah. They'd probably come in at a PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could definitely yeah. do it that way. Um, and that's a bunch of movies. Uh, that's a movie about a bunch of kids, and that turned out pretty yeah. nice. They cut it in such a way that it wasn't as brutal as, but it applied the brutality. Right. It, yeah. yeah exactly. It still got got into your brain. And exactly. Went, ah! yeah. 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 I'm I'm not looking forward to Rue. Hmm. Oh, I know that was. I'm going to tell you this. It's not a spoiler, especially if you've read the book. But if you like the part about Rue in the book. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, it was so, it was my favorite part of the book and it was my favorite part in the movie out of that whole was movie. Was it as heartrending as it's yes. like? Yeah. Okay. The ending Aaron and the, teared up a little yes. and he hadn't read the books. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. The the ending and Rue were my favorite parts of the book, the one that elicited the most emotion out of me, and I was bawling <laughs> <laughs> So it was really, really good. Yeah, I mean Ender's game is that is that is yeah. way near and dear to my heart. Um, what gives me hope on that one is I've been following it over the years mm-hmm. where Orson Scott Card is deeply involved in the development mm-hmm. and has scuttled the development of it several times over when it was not going the way he wanted it to. So he's obviously been holding out for, we're not going to just do this to do this and right. make a buck. We're going to do this to tell the story. And to me... That's the right attitude to have. That's that's the Peter Jackson attitude when he yes. was doing Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, exactly. Respect for the source material. And apparently, and Tin also, apparently. Tintin, yep. Tintin also. So, yeah, I think that always that always helps. I It always kind of makes me dubious when someone goes, yeah, I've never read Spider-Man, but I'm going to do a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, could you at least read a comic or two? Just please, just look at it. Just Yeah. That always gets me a little nervous, but when I hear that someone is doing the movie who has been a longtime fan, you know, loves this, they usually tend to do a better job, even though it, it's never exactly like the book or the comic, they know what to put in and what to take out, Yeah, I feel. And in between, that's what gives me a lot of hope for the Avengers, yeah. because Joss Whedon right. wrote and directed it. Not only has he read Marvel comics, he has written Marvel comics. Right, right. Mm-hmm. He has written men. So he knows the universe. Yeah. That gives me a lot of hope that it will be well handled. So someone in there who obviously respects the source material and, and knows the universe that it's set in as well, isn't going to reinvent right, things right. just because they look good on the screen. X3, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Well, let's just kill off these characters, you know, Cyclops and Professor yeah. X. They're spoiler boring. alert for a five-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> that, that you, that you, yeah, that, that that you shouldn't be watching anyway because it is made of a horrible <laughs> fail. Yeah, it's a horrible, um, horrible. I can't unsee that one. Oh. The only question I'm raising about the Ender's Game movie so far is who they have as Ender. I don't. Has it been cast? I know they've cast some yeah, of. Yeah, the... it's been cast. It's a. Uh, if you remember that movie Hugo that came back and came back out yeah, in December, I have not seen it. Yeah. That he, the, the, guy, the kid who plays that Hugo kid. is Ender. I've oh. heard nothing but good things about Hugo itself. Hugo was a fantastic movie. Including his job in the movie. So hopefully, <laughs> I guess would be That's my just, way of putting it. It gives so me as a As a Butterfield... Yeah, it doesn't make me initially go, oh, that's a horrible choice. I think he could probably do the, the character of Ender. Okay. Yeah. Although what kind of, been... Now, what, what kind of writing is he going to be handed is right. the next question. Right. Well, then they also have Harrison Ford in it. As Mazer Rackham? No, Hiram Graff. Hi- Hiram Graff, okay. He's General Graff. Graff. Yeah. yeah. Ben Kingsley? I mean, they, there's some good people Who's in ben here. Ben Kingsley playing? Mazer Rackham. Oh, that is good casting. Mazer? Yeah. That, yeah. I can see that. I too. can see Ben Kingsley. I, I, I love I love Ben's King Ben Kingsley and everything I've ever seen. Oh yeah, him. he's good. He's sneakers. good. Sneakers. He was yeah. awesome in sneakers. <laughs> oh yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Well, of all it was time. a great movie overall. Yeah. Right. This here's a guy who's done Gandhi yeah. and sneakers and sneakers yeah. and did them both awfully <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a versatile actor. Yeah, no, I love Ben Kingsley and 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 in, and in the role of Mazer Rackham, I think. 
He could do it, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, they do have some good. They have some very great characters. But there's been times when I've looked at character people that they're having to play characters, and I go, oh, "No!" But then I see the movie. And they do a great job. Yeah, it's a matter of how good it's, of an actor. Because you've only ever seen them in other roles, so you don't think you're not thinking of the actor. You're thinking of the roles you've seen them exactly. in. Exactly. Sometimes it's like the guy from Juno. Uh, what's uh, oh, like the Scott Michael Pilgrim? Sarah, you mean? Yeah, Pilgrim. Yeah. Michael Sarah. Who, who, Michael Sarah, who's the same character in every movie I've yes. ever seen him in. And then there's you know, one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, John Lithgow, right? Who's been utterly convincing. In every single role I've ever seen him in, most recently the Trinity Killer and Dexter. Holy crap! Really? Uh, okay. See, I, we really, I really needed to see that series. I've watched the first season. It was great. Yeah. Uh, it only. I, I, I've not seen the entirety of it, but him as another yeah. serial killer. He was so good in that role. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I just love John. Well, Lico. it's like it's like also Craig in. Um, James oh, Bond? Yeah, and James Bond. When mm-hmm. he first came out, I was like, ooh, no, no. And then, he, he did a really good job. Yeah, I, He was I, also I, given I, great material. Yes, right. he was. He was given he was. very good material, which helped, but the, the guy's a damn good actor. My reaction was more along the lines of, Daniel, who? Yeah. yeah I'd never heard of him. <laughs> All right. It's a different look. He's a lot younger. I'm James on board Blonde, with this. Okay. Yeah, James yeah. Blonde. I'm on, I'm, on, look, I'm on board with this. All right. And then I sat down and, and watched the first one. It was like... Ooh, He's I really like yeah. this. I like that they really they treated it as the origin story as well. Well, I like the fact that they made him utterly ruthless. Yeah, but they also destroyed him. They broke him. Yes. Oh, I yeah. know that. I mean, you got to see him kind of as happy-go-lucky 007, mm-hmm. ready to quit, and then destroyed him. Yes. And pick up the ball with the next movie, and he is broken damaged, brutal badass. I'm like, sign me up. Yeah. Yes, See, I so, like this. And Star Trek, too, when they, they cast a... Uh, Chris Pine? No, not Chris Pine. Which character you are we talking mean, about? You uh, mean Bones? Yeah. No, not Bones. I love Bones. The, no, um, uh, Zachary, Zachary Quinto? Quinto. Yes. As Spock. Yes. I was like, no freaking way. That is not going to work. Oh, see, I thought it was a perfect choice. I did not think that was going to work at all. And then you nailed it. And then you nailed it. So sometimes you just got to... See, if to me, it was Carl Urban as Bones. I was like, yeah. what the really? hell are you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking love Carl Urban. tall, blonde Aomer yeah. from oh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, what the... But and see, then he just channeling before us, Kelly. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. But I've seen darker-haired him in other movies, and yeah. he... I, I, I had see only it. ever seen him as Aomer, so I had yeah. this image of him as him. blonde guy on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like... This is not McCoy. Bones, yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, Scotty, the actor. Oh, yeah. Oh, the guy. Oh, um, Sean of the Dead. Yeah. Um, Hot Fuzz. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember oh, uh, his name. He was in Mission Impossible 4. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. yes. He's obviously Simon, Simon, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yes, Simon Pegg. yes, there you go. I knew I was going to get it. That, when I heard that casting, I was like, oh, hell yes. They did a good job. So sometimes, yeah, if they like it, you have to do... You have to have a leap of faith sometimes, and mm-hmm. sometimes you, it gets rewarded. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Well, for but, me, I mean, I know we're, we're running out of time. Actually, Emperor's Court is starting half an hour late, so oh, we, we have, have some time. Okay. Never mind. So for those of you who are in the channel waiting for Emperor's Court, he'll be starting at half past the hour instead of on the top of the hour. Go ahead, Darhaus. Continue. That latter part, the book adaptation that disappointed me so much was the Percy Jackson Oh, oh. Yeah. see, I'd never read the book, and the Aaron movie was only kind of eh. 
Aragon thought the movie was cute, but yeah, he said the same thing. Source material was much better. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the characters are not even the same. Well, they'll get another shot at it. They they are doing a sequel. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, what, five books in the series, I think? Sounds right. Yeah, that's five. Yeah. And it has a uh, sequel series that's going on. There's one, yeah, it's like set with the Egyptian gods, right? No, I think uh, it's the Greek and the Roman theories. going after each other. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like the Roman and the Greek character, oh. they switch places and go to each other's camps. Yeah, oh. so on, ac- on accident, you know how they're the same kind of, but right, not... Yeah. Right, yeah. Aridin told me about it. I've never read the books, but Aridin really likes them. Gotcha. Awesome. I, I like the books a lot, but I, I have low expectations for this sequel. Well, yeah, well, low they, they've already proven themselves capable of screwing it over, right. so... Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie, as of itself, the Percy Jackson movie, technically it was good. Yeah, if, you're so a fan of, if, the, if you, if you if don't know the source the material, then the movie is not as offensive. Same thing we were yeah. talking earlier about um, Starship Troopers. <sighs> if you had no knowledge yeah. of the source material, it wasn't a bad, dumb, shoot 'em up popcorn movie right. with big, bad, really well-rendered aliens. Right. But if you've read the book, you, you are insulted down to your insulted. core. Oh, yeah. 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 So is that how that was for you, Darhas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, yeah. what is this movie? Yeah. Why am yeah. I watching this? Like, since I had never read the books, I thought it was a cute movie. I didn't see it as being, you know, anything horrible. But yeah, I can see if I'd read the book and it was completely off, it would give me the same emotion. Jeez. It had the basic plot points right, but they mixed characters together into one character. Yeah. And some characters are completely different. And yeah. Dramatic I reimaginings. <laughs> Those are great. Very dramatic. <laughs> All right, Tarhas, thank you for calling in, and we will catch you next time. Well, Be well. Speaking speaking of uh, you too. Uh, series or literature that's been brought into series, and you know, Darhas reminded me of this since we ru- Daxa ruined uh, The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, which is sorry about that. Of, comic <laughs> book, yes. of an incredibly great comic book series that they've put on TV. They've made changes to it. Yeah, but it's still been a very engaging, yeah. very good I have, show. I have a th- I have a story about that. Okay, we have time. So in my job, mm-hmm. myself and one of the folks that I had to work with. We had to go check out a building, and it it's it's a very very small hospital, uh-huh. and we had gotten an alarm from there, and so we had to go in there and check it out. Well, mm-hmm. we pull up, there's like one car in the parking lot that's got a California plate on it. There's a truck in the back. Mm-hmm. So my partner gets there, and we walk in, and all the lights are on. The door opens automatically. Yeah. And this place, I know, has been abandoned for a while. Right. Oh, what wow. I didn't know is that they're putting a pain therapy center in this place, and it's going to be a small hospital. Oh, okay. oh nice. They're not going to do emergency care, but we found this out later. So we're walking through it, and there's like plastic sheets hung in front of doorways. There's obviously some construction going on, but there isn't a soul there. And I turned it at my partner and said to her, if there's any zombies in here, shoot for the head. And she just started <laughs> laughing. And as we went through this place, oh, we funny. walked into their their engineering room yeah. with all their you know all the the, the pumps and everything mm-hmm. for the whole hospital. Yeah, and there's stuff that left open like somebody had just walked off like oh, wow. thirty seconds before oh, wow. we walked in there. And the more we went through the first floor of this place, the creepier it got. Oh, God. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> she's like, "This is like 
I'm like, yeah, The Walking Dead. (laughs) So it was really funny because we ended up finding a a construction guy, and there were like three people in the whole building besides us. One of them was the director of the hospital, who was a very nice young woman. So we're standing there talking to her and her assistant, and and it got to the point where I actually said this. I says, yeah, we're getting a little worried because we're walking around, and we're seeing all this stuff, and we're down almost in the lobby, and we can see... You know all the stuff, the construction yeah. stuff, and I go, and I go. We were starting to have a Walking Dead moment, and everybody started laughing. <laughs> and I haven't watched the series at all, but it kind of it turned into one of those things where it's become a cultural phenomenon. You know, I I said Walking Dead moment, and everybody standing there mm-hmm. knew exactly what, what I was talking, talking about. about. Yeah. yeah. So I I was like, it was really kind of funny the whole thing, but yeah. it was really, really, really creepy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Kinda yeah, cool. that's what I expected <laughs> to hear and random noises. And yeah. It was just really weird. All the, you know, the pandemic movies that you've ever outbreak and stuff right, like that. Right. It was just like, where is everyone? Where, where? You know, and it was to the point where I was looking through doors going, all right, where are the bodies? There's got to be bodies in here somewhere. 28 minutes later. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. It was 28 minutes, 28 yeah. minutes or 28 days later yeah. or whatever it was. Oh. So I'm just going to I'm going to throw in a comment there cuz I just got a little text and I'm Have you guys ever felt like crack dealers? Like when we talk, have you ever felt like you're dealing crack? Yeah. Well, here's here's no. an example. Explain, yeah. please. Okay. Marcus, the gentleman who wrote on the Facebook page yeah. saying, oh, my God, thank you for introducing me to this game. I, I physically right. lent him my Bioshock game. This okay. is how he oh, got okay. introduced. He has our game. So he just texted me, and he says, your Bioshock game? Whatever. <laughs> so then he texts me, and he goes, hey, I'm going to bring your game back next workday. Bioshock 2, maybe? Uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, I- yeah, actually, I have with someone I- sitting in this room. Right? Yeah, with the Joe Ambercrombie books in your house. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was the one who gave him the first one and said, this is like George R.R., you'll like this. And it's a I lot. think you still have a couple I of them, as a matter of fact. You. I, gotta back I to think you. you gave me all the first law ones. Yeah, but, no, but, I, have, I have two of your books, though, okay. at least. I'll, I'll take a look. But yeah, I mean, these are the same books, though. They're not quite like George R.R. It's along that vein. Uh, my dad loves the George R.R. Really? series. Loves it. I said so much you like need it. to read the first the the the, the, the blade f- itself. That's right, the, the first one. You need to read this book. He got done with it and called up and said he. he no, worried. he called. He got done with it and called me up. Asking oh, really? if Asking if Grail was depressed. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because those are on a whole other level. Well, of darkness. see, here's the other one: is I also you were the only one that I gave those to. Right. Because. You and I have similar tastes yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. And I also knew that you were probably the only person I knew who would like those. Yeah. I didn't give them to anybody else. I was like, here, you read this. Don't give it. Don't. Yeah. I loved them. And I was like, oh, you got to read it. And then, yeah, he's just like, I just, everybody's so depressed and everybody, I just hate everybody. I'm like, I liked a lot of the characters, but yeah, they're put through some brutal stuff. Oh, yeah. They you, have, they have flaws. Yeah, they have they texture. Have That's what huge. I liked about it. Gnome flaws. would hate it. Gnome does not like for books to be completely depressing all the time. You would hate it. Depends on where I am in my life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the yeah, it wouldn't I, be good for you right now. The problems I had with Codex Alera. I mean, right. I went back yeah. to it later when my I was in a better headspace and, and finished the series. Yeah. It was bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I generally don't like things that are, that are just... Rep- Repeatedly, yeah. The, the problem I had with Kurtzler was every single book he used basically the same formula: beat down and then shine. Yeah, and he was really good at writing the beat down portion. And I'm like, uh, this is hitting a little close to home. And I don't <laughs> want to read about. That. I want escape from crap like that. Yeah. So, 
We are going to wrap it up here. Okay. And reminder for those of you who are tuned in for the Emperor's Court, due to him being discharged from the hospital recently, he's running a little bit late, so we'll be starting at half past the hour. What? He should be running it from the hospital. Well, I mean, this is how this man rolls. It it was. You want to talk about dedication to his listener base. If there was ever an excuse. It was the psych ward, though, right? Possibly. Okay. If there's ever we can neither confirm nor to deny reschedule, <laughs> reschedule a show. It's recently discharged from hospital. Instead, he's saying, I'm merely running a little late setting up the gear. Gotcha. That is how Emperor rolls. Aww. So give the man credit. Well, I hope he's feeling better, whatever yes, it happens dude, to be. We hope you uh, move out of the pain territory and into the... Yeah, that sucks. Though, hopefully they gave you the good drugs. And make sure you take them right before going on air. <laughs> yes. Because it will be Epic. a recording be that we will Epic. never make, right. we will make sure is never deleted. Because the muffs kids. Yeah, because the internet muffs kids. Yes, if you are not, if you don't know about the Emperor's Court, listener discretion is advised. It is intended for a crowd. A much more mature audience. 18 or older. <laughs> mature is a different. You know, okay, I don't know yeah. I quite use that. <laughs> much more adult audience. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Correct. Uh, 18 or over. <laughs> um, sorry, I've got mouse problems. Oh, Track really? Oh, problems. no, I don't. I see. Uh, I see what happened there. Trackpad. Trackpad. So, make sure, if you are not easily put off by strong opinions voiced in very clear adult terms... Mm-hmm. Then, if you're not put off by that, stay tuned for the Emperor's Court coming up next on on Versus the World Radio. Doing well, hardcore, two beer minimum, less beer. Um, (laughs) Your three-hour break from internet porn coming up at half past the hour with Emperor Highlander and Varyar. It should be epic, especially if he's on the good meds. Yes. Mm You have been listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. Check out all the fine shows, including the new and coming soon new shows on the Versus the World Network. Go to vtwproductions.com, click on the Shows tab at the top of the page. Check out every single show there. Check out the recently revised and updated show pages with all the updated Facebook pages, Twitter feeds, email addresses, and RSS feeds. You will be glad that you did. Why is Grail laughing at me? And spiffing you listener map. Oh, (laughs) I was not. Your nose wishes to participate in the show. Yes. It's a force of its own. (laughs) I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. I've been Grail. I've been Chet the Nose. (laughs) And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.